1: WRTS Pickens-Jackson. You ready? Let's go! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Out-of-Bounds Show with Bo Bound. Streaming around the world live at the Out-of-Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone.
2: Hey, we went hardcore sports. I hope everybody's happy. Roll Tide. We just went hardcore sports and recruiting. Mississippi recruiting with Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN.
1: Uh, Don't do it anymore. Woo!
2: Felt like I was locked in. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Our Ben Nelson Goth and Outdoors caller line, 601 707 3750. Twitter handle at Bowbounds. And your Up Equipment text line, 601 885 3776. Also, we'll see what shakes out, Blake, for uh, Chris Jans and Chris Beard.
0: Chris Beard, Chris.
2: Over the next couple weeks, as far as
0: transfer portal. I mean,. You gotta say Chris Beard coming in is obviously kind of in that position that Jans is in or was in last year, where you're pretty much starting from scratch. I mean, I know that he's well, he's already the-
2: kept. Um, he did a good job coming in, and and and, and he got Morel. Yep. and he, he he retained some players, and then like you said, he'll fill in with uh, with transfers. Um, For Chris, I think Jans probably hindsight's twenty twenty, and he did a, an amazing job. But you know there were I'd say two guys that they they let go in the portal that Hindsight especially the Kansas State kid I can't remember um, Hindsight they would have they would yeah. kept so but is it the big win for Jan's getting Josh Hubbard? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, I think Hub is uh, Hubbard's the number one player in the state. He plays guard. He's a shooter. I mean correct. that's obviously Jan's needs some shooters and uh, he'll go get some veterans. He already had. Uh, a couple more coming in, but but Josh Hubbard is a, a kid that can fill it up from the parking lot, and he's strong. Um, you know, even though he's right at 5'11", I mean, look, I, I watched Ziegler at 5'6", dominate people before he got hurt for Tennessee. So um, if you can handle it and you can shoot it in the college game, and we saw that in the NCAA tournament, then you can you can play but yeah Josh Hubbard number 1 player out MRA made it official last week signing on the on the dotted line and he'll be there in June, you know can you believe it he'll be there June 1 and Jans and the crew will be able to work him out and you know then they'll they'll be rolling he was that's something i think you know Jans and George Brooks and that that crew really really needed as far as um Landon Josh Hubbard, hell of a player. But he looks like he's twenty one years old, so we'll see.
0: He's not at your rival,
2: right? That's that's part of the catch. Yeah, he was
0: committed to Ole Miss. It's not like you stole him from Louisville or something like that. Like it was someone that you would have. He would have probably beat you at some point over the next four years, and so you go, okay, that's a
2: win. The kid can score. He'll only get better, and um, he can play. That is that's for sure. So we'll see what Jan's and Beard do in the transfer portal and um, how heavy Kiffin and Arnett will be in the 15-day portal that started last Saturday. I, you've already seen them pick up a couple of players. I'm not going to break that down, but uh, sorry. But, you know, you, Power 5, within conference, you can't transfer. So, unless you want to sit out. So, you notice they're going, the, you know, uh, the outside of the SEC or G5 route. Wyoming, the Correct. kicker from up. The coast. So, um, this hour of the show is brought to you by Extra Mile Automotive in Pearl. Speaking of, I'll be right there in a couple hours at, down at M Braves Ballpark. Extra Mile Automotive, a Mississippi's top auto repair facility from minor services to major engine overhaul. We take all our vehicles there. A good friend of mine told me about it over two years ago. Quality, quality, quality in Pearl, right down from the M Braves Ballpark. Extra Mile Automotive. Um, And again, uh, maintenance for, you know, foreign, domestic, Chevys to Audis, brakes, belts, hoses, powered by Extra Mile Automotive in Pearl. And they're fully capable of major engine repair, which we had to do that too. So they do a great job. Extra Mile Automotive in Pearl. Dave two, I think, will join us. The college football, but now kind of sports gambling, analytics nerd. And he, he and Nick Fulton with USA Palm just had dinner outside of Portland uh, a few days ago, and we'll get a report on that. But then we want to get into... There's a buzz around, uh, you know, Mississippi State fans getting way ahead of themselves. <laughs> you know, when you look at your schedule and I'm looking at it right now, hey, you do have eight home games and the four non-cons at home and Kentucky at home is great. And you got to get five wins there. Oh. So the four non-conference games, including Arizona at home, and you don't have to go out to Arizona and play them at 10 o'clock at night and the game go to 1.30 in the morning and that kind of... That was ridiculous. I understand why Arizona did it. And Arizona comes to your place, and it'll probably be about 110 degrees. Full-blown humidity, the whole thing. Uh, So they'll get a taste of what we all have to endure as Mississippi State and Ole Miss fans, and that is 110-degree game days uh, in September, which as I get older are not awesome. Less and less attractive. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I just, you know, you're sweating through your golf shirt and through your shorts and boxers and everything else. But everybody's so excited that you still go out and and try to tailgate. Yep. The bottom line, though, is Arizona has to come to start well, September 9th. So you've got eight home games, but two of them are LSU and Bama. Oh. You know, your percentage to beat them is less than 10. Um. And your away games is really where you make your hay. And Mike Leach did that last year. When you host Bama, I'm not Bama. On the years where you host Auburn, Arkansas, and Texas A&M, that's when you make hay. Go back and look at it. 2014, last year. Now, every now and then, there's an outlier year. But it's the years where you host Auburn, Arkansas, and A&M. Now, I think that's all going to get broken up next year. Because we're going to have a new, you, your team, your Mississippi State Bulldogs, your Ole Miss Rebels are going to have a new scheduling format next year. The one that you've gotten used to since 1992 and then uh, when we expanded again with A&M in Missouri in 11 or 12, that will go out the door. And you'll start playing all the teams more, which is a good thing. Hopefully the dogs and the Rebs will break up the whole Alabama LSU thing on a yearly basis basis but people talking about eight nine ten wins, and especially talking about eight wins casually that's uh that's dangerous and and bartu's gonna weigh in that's that's boy i think that's dangerous territory you got a first year head coach (laughs) first year defensive coordinator and a first year offensive coordinator in power five doesn't mean that they're not good coaches or that this thing can't work but you you know you're not going to be favored in the 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 first three game stretch of sec games for arnett lsu at home at south carolina is that a winnable game yes yes but they out recruit you by about six to seven spots and it will be in columbia with eighty thousand people going crazy and then you host bama and sure, the South Carolina game could be one to four points. I understand that as far as the line. But you're not going to be favored against LSU South Carol at South Carolina or Bama at home. In reality, you can't lose
0: any home games other than Alabama-LSU, which means you have to beat Kentucky and all Miss. Yeah, and that's
2: not a given. <laughs> no. I mean, now, you've, 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 you've taken care of Kentucky at home for a long, long time. The, the Ole Miss State thing is who knows because they've been winning on each other's field lately in each other's state, you know, eh, on the road. Dave Bartu, if he gets up straight out of Portland, Oregon to tell you what he thinks about State just winning eight games, much less nine or ten. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Ooh. Uh, Mud Bugs opens today. My son wanted to go last night, and I was like, dude, they're not open. Um, But they are open today. Open for the biz. Slinging some crawfish and cold beer. I picked up some shrimp there like a week and a half ago. It was phenomenal. And uh, it's a wonderful place. Two locations in Rankin County. Blake went a couple of weeks ago. I remember you telling me that. That's right. Mud Bugs, there's one, so that one's close to Havana Smoke Shop, and it's in the Reservoir area, Old Fannin Road, and then you got the one downtown, Brandon, West Government Street, 042, 047. Brought to you by Mud Bugs, the the best crawfish in the state of Mississippi, among other things on the menu. Mud Bugs, college baseball, I guess whatever else you're into this time of year. NBA playoff. Oh, Devin Booker from Mississippi had a monster. Moss Point had an amazing night last night for the Suns. Y'all know if you've listened to the show, I love Charles Barkley, Dan uh, Dan Marley, and uh, the Magic Man. And, oh gosh, Kevin Johnson was the point guard. Michael Jordan beat them in 1993. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, but, yeah, I love the Suns. I went out to their arena in 90. I don't remember. Anyway, 97, 98, and then we went up to the Sedona and Flagstaff to the Grand Canyon and all that. But uh, we went to a hell of a XFL football game in the whatever Phoenix's arena was called then where the Suns played. And there was a Mississippi State and Ole Miss kid on those teams. It was one of the best games I've been to. It was like (laughs) 63-56. Crazy. That was the first time i oh, arena football, arena football. That's what it was. I, I'd never been to an arena football game and they were selling beer. It was cool. Back then, you know, you didn't get beer here. Um, I guess you did at the dome. New Orleans has never cared. They, they, they thumbed their nose at the typical kind of sunbelt mentality for years. But uh, I don't know how I tied all that in, but thank you. Devin Booker with the Suns and Mudbugs, out of bounds. ESPN 105 down the zone. They're open Wednesday through Sunday, Wednesday through Sunday, and we'll have Dave Bar coming on next. He's going to go through the schedule, and I can't wait uh, to talk about Mississippi State schedule. We'll eventually hit Ole Miss and so on. Um, neither one of them have any gifts, so to speak. Ole Miss had the scheduling gift last year of those first seven games, uh, but not. And their first three are are good. Uh, is that Mercer? Yeah, and at Tulane and Georgia Tech at home with the new coach. They promoted from within, by the way. Um, they fired Jeff Collins, and then their interim coach won a few games, and so they they went with. Them. In fact, they had the Tulane coach. Oh, and who's an, who's a phenomenal coach, um, Willie Fritz, and. I think, like, former players or something got, you know, it's just disaster. Whenever you hear former players making a trying to make a move on an AD, that's when you need to, you know, run for the hills. And um, Georgia Tech at home, but then they go on the three-game stretch, Ole Miss Conference at Bama. They play Bama and LSU back-to-back. Because you know how much they'll get up for Bama. I mean, good. Kiffin is... Dying to beat Bama. And he did the whole popcorn thing two years ago. They got down 35 to nothing. It didn't work out. Last year, that was their game of the year. But they never could find... They they put so much into that game that they didn't play well the rest of the year. You know, it was just... They only lost by like six points or something. Um, or maybe less, maybe it was four, I don't remember, but it was a hell of a football game, and Lane got him up, and, and they went all in. I call it their, it's become their alumni game. You, you know what happened at, under Freeze when he went back-to-back back 14 and 15. The problem is they let Bama beat them another three times. But they play at Bama and then LSU at home. And then Arkansas at home. Now, that's very winnable. But, but the problem is is what you've done the two weeks prior. See, Oklahoma doesn't go through that in the Big 12. Clemson doesn't go through that in the ACC. Texas Longhorns don't go through that in the Big 12. That's why I roll my eyes at Kirk Street on game day and say, "Yeah, they should they should have been focused on this type of stuff for years, but they don't." Now, Oklahoma and Texas will come into our league next year in 2024, and they're going to get them some of that. At some point they're going to draw Georgia. Ooh. And then LSU. And then they'll come back with what we consider a mid-tier team, like MSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss. And they'll get their brains beat out because Mm -hmm. they'll have just played two nasty physical games against two top five recruiters. Our guys, our teams have done it. It's why I say this. We have two of the toughest. You can can eye roll all you want. It doesn't matter to me. I can't see you. Um, We have two of the toughest programs in the country. It is brutal and it 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 is by far the nastiest schedule in and I think north American sports SEC oh. west football
0: it's why the irony of Texas and Oklahoma coming in is as good a brand as Texas might be and as successful as Oklahoma's been the last twenty years. I've always said this, and we you've said this on the show we've we've argued it for for I guess three years now that they've announced this thing. If you're State and Ole Miss, you're not afraid of Texas and Oklahoma. No. Those are actually, as crazy as this is, because they technically out-recruit you, those are good schedule helpers. They are more winnable games than the current slot of, of SEC West games that you play. Having Oklahoma sprinkled in instead of an Alabama, having Texas instead of an LSU, you'll take that trade Nine out of 10 years.
2: Well, that and just because Oklahoma is the number 10 recruiter or number 11, the gap between being number one in Georgia and Bama at 1A, or you can even flip-flop them, mm-hmm. and number 10 is huge. So you are exactly right. Ole Miss recruits around twenty, twenty one stayed around 25, 26. They will beat Oklahoma. If you take 20 years, they'll beat Oklahoma several times. Now, it's going to be a root because Oklahoma looks at Mississippi State and Ole Miss. As gutters. Gutter. Right. Yes, because they, they, they've they always been in a conference where they were the number two recruiter. Or number one. Well, Actually, Barry if we had recruiting rankings, let me take that back. Let me walk that back. If we had recruiting rankings from 1974 to 1988, Barry Switzer would have been the number one recruiter at that time in his conference. But the point is today, um, Oklahoma and Texas are going to be in a rude awakening because they have never, ever played Bama, then LSU, and then someone else in the top 25 recruiter in a row, much less what you also will have to play a couple weeks later, another week later, and so on. So while it's going to be fun, and I love that we're adding Oklahoma and Texas and their amazing universities and programs, and... For our fans and people in the SEC to go to Norman and go to Austin and have them come to your campus is going to be an absolute blast. Um, these two programs have already struggled. They are going to struggle mightily with the transition into the Southeastern Conference.
0: I think it could be not only a rude awakening, but it could actually be a olive branch to, to teams like State and Ole Miss and Arkansas who could maybe find themselves with – not just an easier schedule, but but a schedule that allows you to kind of flirt with what we always talk about, that, that new twelve team playoff. Yes. Especially if you pull the right schedule. Yep. Yeah. Throw it's down. why it's why this release of not knowing whether we're doing one plus seven or one plus eight or three plus spot, whatever it's gonna be, not knowing the schedule format is it's I'm at the point where I need to know. I need to know what state Miss gonna do. I need to know. Are we going one plus seven
2: or three plus six? That way, I could complain about the three we get. I know like, you Just can't. tell me. <laughs> hey, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Jason, Jason Young at Botrell Agency, and uh, Jason's got thirty years of experience maximizing contractors' bonding capacity. Proven history of responding with a sense of urgency and optimism, powered by Jason Young at Botrell Agency, and he does it all over the Southeast. Dave Bartu, coming on, coming up next. The show is powered by the award winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Hi, right, we'll go to rural Oregon and uh, welcome in Oregon Duck alum, numbers nerd, turn the college football world on top of its head now he's all into sports gambling and other stuff hunting bobcats but we welcome dave bartu on the farm bureau insurance guest line bartu
1: what's up buddy dude it's all numbers baby whether it's sports gambling football basketball hockey (laughs) Uh, yeah I, I, I i got super bored in the off season and uh so i just started modeling college basketball just absolutely filleted the tournament uh, from a sports betting standpoint. NBA, the last four weeks, 500 bets, 59%. Just, and, and now I'm getting into hockey. And what I've discovered, it's all the same formula, right? It's all the same formula I use for the NFL. Nothing changes. NBA is the same as the NFL, which is the same as men's college basketball, which is going to be the same as WNBA, which is the same as NHL. It's all offensive and defensive scoring efficiency. It's just how you tabulate that, but it's all the same thing and it all works phenomenal. So I'm, uh, I'm enjoying this newfound uh, discovery of data, uh, in all aspects of sport year round, man,
2: you are a weird dude. And I love it.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: exactly. I mean, you, once you go down the rabbit hole, it's, uh, Katie bar the door. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, how, how was your, how was your dinner with, uh, our guy Nick Fulton with USA Pawn.
1: With USA Pawn, yeah, Nick was uh, Nick was out uh, west here, uh, and it's not very often that <clears throat> Mom lets me leave the house so I can go see humans. So you know, when 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 Nick called um, on the hard line and, and she answered it, she let me talk to him, so I was able to uh, go out and uh, and meet him up for dinner uh, over, over near the airport. So okay. you know, I mean, it, it took a while because. You got to hitch up the horses and and, and get to uh, get to a place where you can actually drive the car. The oh, cars are parked at the end of the road. My God! And, uh, so yeah, no, it was it was great. Nick uh, Nick there at USA Pond, he is a uh, dude. I love I love talking to that guy. I think was the first time we talked to him. Uh, what was the steak was the steakhouse uh, when I was there at Mississippi State uh, meeting with Dan. Uh, first time I was down there. What, what was that steakhouse? Down oh, there? that I took you to. Yeah, yeah, Nick was there, and it's not Nicholas. uh,
2: I took you to Restaurant Tyler. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't don't remember what it was because suddenly, uh, it seems everybody has an affinity to drink bourbon from the minute you walk into the restaurant, like all through dinner, and then afterward, and I've been flying, and Uh. yeah, I don't remember much of that meal. Yeah, um, uh, but I remember I was like, Yeah, this is good."
2: Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. And when we got back from Start, but well, I took you to Mint, and yeah. then and then the next time you came in, you went up to Pearl River Resort, the Gold Moon Casino, and we went to Philip M's, but we also Phillip went to Kessler Prime. So we went to a yeah. bunch of different spots.
1: Yeah. we did and we drank bourbon at all of them and i know nick was at one of them yes <laughs> so yes yes it was, it was uh it was cool that he reached out when he was in town here because you know it's not often i got i, I get guys that i know from from back east uh even within you know an hour uh of the house yeah
2: no oh, i'm glad y'all got to connect um
1: yeah. there's a lot going
2: on with you know we're already in prediction season and oh yeah and what could people do with their schedules uh, well, heck, the NFL is too because we have the NFL network on right now in studio and they, it never ends for them. But Mississippi State, uh, I think people are getting way ahead of themselves. Um, I think Zach Arnett has has made a lot of really good moves. Uh, I think he did a great job keeping things together um, when Leach passed away and uh, the players like him and all that and, there's some, and he connects with them and, and there's something to that. But yeah. the bottom line is, He's a first-year head coach with a Uh first-year defensive coordinator and a first-year offensive coordinator at the Power Five level. And Uh just because he has eight home games, two of those games are LSU and Bama. And so I think it offsets it a little bit. But people are just talking about eight, nine, ten wins like I could go down the street and get a cheeseburger and a beer. And that's just not how it works. I want to get your thoughts on – some of the feedback that we're getting oh yeah they'll go 8 and 4 9 and 3 maybe even 10 and 2
1: was was there a chemical spill in this water system i didn't hear about yes basically jeez dude i mean i mean unless mississippi state has been recruiting in the top 15 the last 4 years and the coaching staff's been together for 2 or 3 years i don't i mean look first of all the situation Right. I mean you you're you are coming in after a legendary coach. Um and, and fans still have Dak Prescott in the back of their head. Sure. Right. And and you know, and Dan's not Prescott's not walked through that door. Dak isn't walking through that door. Um and, and then you look at and Dan's a good Dan's the greatest head coach in Mississippi State history, right? True. He is. And he averaged seven seven point what? Seven point one wins. I think that's about season. right. Yeah. Right. And and won five games his first year. Mike averaged, you know, um, Mike's only there three years, averaged six wins uh, a year and won four games uh, in, in 2020, uh, albeit that was a messed up year for, for sure. sports and football. Uh, so to, to have a brand new head coach with an entirely new staff, one of the youngest staffs in the country, win nine games when Dan Mullen and Mike Leach won nine games combined their first year, I'd say that's maybe over the skis, just a, just a skosh, okay? He's, he's still a bottom four recruiter, uh, bottom five recruiter in the SEC. Got a whole new staff. You know, a whole new staff that's taken over for a legendary coach, you know. The timing of all that, I mean, in the middle of December. I mean, se- seriously, if you had 365 days and you said, when is the worst possible day for something bad to happen to your head coach, it was literally the day he died. I think. I mean, it just just the timing was horrible. So uh, I I would venture to guess the Las Vegas total on Mississippi State will probably be five and a half, six, mm-hmm. maybe six and a half wins. Um, you know, it, it's and I and I think the biggest uphill battle is going to be offensively, not because of the change, uh, but because of the lack of explosiveness. This this was a bottom. Ten offense in uh, running and passing explosiveness in college football last year.
2: Which is insane people- how they won right. as many games as they did.
1: It, it, yeah, it, 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 it is because um, yeah, o- offensively the efficiency wasn't there, the explosive scoring and the, the explosive plays was something I was working on with Schumann at Georgia uh, right before because we were focused on TCU because TCU uh, scored 54% of all of their points last year. 54% of all of their points came on 37 explosive plays for the entire season, wow. right? And, and so we were looking at, okay, so what what are we looking at to try to inhibit the offense? And so on the flip side, you had somebody like Mississippi State that didn't have – that. I, I don't think they had seven explosive plays all year. I mean, the, expl- the explosive ratio was, was really, really bad. So I, I think the difficulty is – not only a little, is a new offense, but rewiring everybody because there was just absolutely no explosion mm-hmm. whatsoever on the offense. So I think that's going to take some time. Then you have all these other factors. So I, I, I would not I would not set my – I mean, if you got to eight wins, if you got to nine wins in year one at Mississippi State, oh, my God, that would be so fantastic. But personally, look, I've been doing this long enough with you. I'm a little bit of a State fan. Right. I mean, I got my hat. I got my gear. uh, I do love state, but I'm going to keep my expectations in this situation low and be happy if they knock it out of the park. But I think you got to keep it real based on everything that is, that is churning with this, uh, especially in the SEC, man. In well, the SEC is just tough.
2: If, you know, if he went seven and five and beat Ole Miss, uh, people should run down the street you know, and, and, and throw a parade. You're right. I mean, you, you, don't you have to give Arnett some time to develop as a head coach? I, I
1: you, yeah. I think you, I think you got to give a lot of guys time, right? I, I had this question yesterday about Mike Norvell. What did we think of him coming in? And I thought it was the best G5 hire on paper, right? The first two years was a struggle, a flat struggle. And this is a top three recruiter in the entire conference. And finally year three, it clicked. I, I always have the, the rule of thumb for us here from a data standpoint is four years. Try to be patient for four years. Now, if there's no improvement, you know, if you, don't, if you go four and eight and then four and eight, I'm like, okay, great. A great example of just absolutely swimming in dog crap for three straight years, Ed Orgeron at Ole Miss. Right. Okay. Those were three. Those three years were almost the same identical garbage for three consecutive years it was amazingly, awfully consistent. Okay. But, and so I get and understand getting rid of something like that, but I still say you got to give, you know, whether it's Zach or anybody else, we're looking at four year window. Are we improving? And I know people look, it's an instant oatmeal drive through microwave society. We want things, we want nine and we want to go nine and three and six games, right? We, you know, we want to win a lot. We want to win now. And college football is actually the opposite of that. It is so hard to even consistently win at any program. So whether it's Zach or a new coach, anywhere, it doesn't matter really where it's at. Understand the situation. But most of all, be patient and celebrate when good things happen. I'm a storm the field guy. You know that. You win, you storm the field. Don't act like you've been there because in college football, you never know when you're going to be back.
2: Let let's walk through the schedule here. All right, so Southeast yeah. Louisiana and Arizona at home. Um, they should be two and zero and and heavily favored. All right, here here's where it gets tricky. This three game stretch of SEC games. These yeah. th- this is this. I mean, this is not a gift to Zach Arnett Scheduling was. I mean, as a first year head coach, right? And again, he's done some good things. He's he's there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. But here's yeah. his first three game conference stretch. LSU at home, yep. at South Carolina, Bama at yep. home.
1: Yeah, loss, loss, loss. Right? I mean, it's loss, loss, loss. Number one in the SEC, what's the first rule of thumb? All SEC conference games, the better recruiter is going to win 70% of them. Right? So so you look across the board at that, you got a 30%, 30%, 30% chance. So going two and one is going to be great. Now, the, I agree with you. Going to South Carolina, if it was at Mississippi State, then I, I'd say they have a lot better chance at home than on the road. Plus, how are you going to focus on South Carolina when you are smashed between Alabama and LSU? Plus, now you have the oh, – Dude, they got, they got Alabama and LSU right out of the gate at the end of September, beginning of October. Oh, dude, that sucks so bad, right? Because now you got the lingering physicality effect of that playing two top five recruiters early on that uh, that's just going to be tough. But, um, yeah, I, i from a prediction standpoint, I would say is, is one and two would be a great, uh, great run, uh, between those three games. Yeah. If they could,
2: they could steal the, the at South Carolina game. Um, yeah, that'd be huge. Okay. Then they play Western Michigan W and then they have an off week. All right. So then okay. here we go again with yep. a, uh, conference schedule.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: At Arkansas, at Auburn.
1: Okay. That's again two two just brutal road games. Uh, Arkansas from a recruiting standpoint, pretty even. Uh, you got to lean towards Arkansas winning that game because it's on the road. Same thing with Auburn. You know, top ten recruiter on the road. Uh, all new staff, I get that, but now we're talking week six, week seven. That thing's probably gelled pretty good. So, I mean, uh, I think Auburn's just going to get tougher, uh, like any good recruiter with a new staff should be getting tougher as, as the season goes along. So, you know, we're what are we sitting at right now? We're still sitting at three wins?
2: Yeah, three you've got them three and five uh, okay. and with Kentucky coming to start well after that.
1: Okay, there's four and five.
2: Okay, at A&M. Okay. Four and six. Southern Miss at home. Five and six. All Miss at home.
1: Six and six. All right. Yeah, good. T- uh, yeah, Vegas is going they're, they're to get their, their win total on the season. Guarantee you Vegas is going to be five, five and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. I mean, it's, it's really easy. You know, it's like, and I know you said, well, we've got a whole bu- whole bunch of home games. Yeah, but, I mean, LSU and Bama. Right. You know, again, it's con- It's context you got to look. you can't just say x number of home games x number of road games this is how we're going to win uh in the SEC it's recruiting 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 and you know and keep in mind okay and here's kind of one of the scary things is you got Texas and Oklahoma coming in okay that ain't too bad if you stay at eight conference games but if they go to nine conference games western michigan now becomes oklahoma mm-hmm. texas or tennessee and so careful what you wish. If, if you if you're a state fan, you're like oh, I can't wait for nine conference games. You be careful what you wish for, boy. You be real careful what you wish for. How
2: about this: Mississippi State and Ole Miss both pull LSU and Bama in September.
1: Dude, who did they
2: piss off? I don't know, but I mean, I'm looking at it here. It's sure. it's it's crazy how they kind of flip flop playing these two teams over the course of a few weeks. It's. Dude, I, is, I can't remember is, this, you know, I can't remember LSU and Bama being on the schedule for both teams in the month of September.
1: That's just mean. I agree. Right? I mean, that, that that's just mean. They, oh, yeah, that's that's so somebody got drunk and pissed somebody off in Destin and they're like, hey, we're going to change schedule.
2: I think it, I think it was when Ross Bjork was at Ole Miss, but anyway, Dave Bar two on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 the Zone. All right, give me your best toss up games. Uh, I would think at South Car, you know, as far as games Hi, well, that they at South Carolina and at Arkansas. I'm thinking Bar two.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what, what's our what's our critical games? Okay, so our non conference games are basically. We we got to get W's across the board on that, right? Right. Look, don't don't be a slouch on Arizona uh, because their offense was top fifteen in the country last year. They got a quarterback named Delora who I just I think that he is awesome. Heck, I'd probably draft that guy over anybody in the draft right now that's how good I think he affects the game. So Arizona's going to be tough offensively in that game, but we're going to, you know, but it has, is at home. So we expect business to be taken care of there, but I'm going to put Arizona in a, in a coin flip game. That's important. Arkansas, South Carolina, Kentucky, and probably what? We'll miss at home. Mm-hmm. There, there, There's your, there's your swing two, games, those five games right there. Those are your swing games. Cause you know, A&M, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, let's just not fret over those. If you get one out of one out of four in that in that run, awesome, mm-hmm. totally awesome, right? Um, and, and you got a shot because as long as Jimbo's there, he's going to give up wins. And Auburn, you got a new staff, but uh, it's a dang good staff, and Hugh is a dang good coach too. Yeah, he is. So let's not worry about those four. He's beating, I, think
2: the, I think he's beating Ole Miss and Mississippi State this year. Um. He hosts both of them. That's just how it lined up, and, oh. and I think he he he's just a program flipper. I think he'll beat both of them at home. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. So those are the those are the five games that I think we're really focused on right there. And, and so, you know, we're talking three automatic wins, right? I mean, three, 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 in non-conference or so three and oh, And so we got five swing games. So you win all five, you're eight and four. So that's probably what people are looking at, saying, "Hey, we have a shot to do this." Um, yeah. How many Stolas times are, in a
2: football season do you win 100% of your swing games, or two?
1: Oh no, yeah, it's 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 not very often, right? It's, it's not very often, and uh, usually in close games like that, a lot of it's just quarterback driven. Uh, you know, so how 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 good is a quarterback to just elevate a team in, in tight games? That's really what it comes down to. Other coaches, other players, yeah, they're a factor, but you know, tight games. It's it's whether it's the NFL or college. It's still a, you know, it's still a quarterback's world. So, those are the five that you know personally. I say that's what we're focusing on for for the for the swing games uh, for the season here.
2: How about this for? We'll we'll go over it in full in a week or two. But so I, I told you about. Arnett's first three game stretch, which is brutal, mm-hmm. right? LSU at home, at South Carolina, yeah. Bama at home. How about this for Kiffin? At Bama, yeah. LSU at home, Arkansas at home. That's his first three game stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> oh my god, dude! There's not going to be, there won't be a guy walking by the by the Arkansas game. They're going to be beat to heck, dude. Totally beat to heck. Um, I'd have to say I'd have to say uh, I'd have to say state stretch is, is tougher is worse because I, I think getting mentally up for at South Carolina in between LSU and, and Alabama is a lot tougher than finishing with Ark or the, than finishing with Arkansas at home. I got you. But but that makes but sense. Still, the, the physicality early on. I'm I'm a big believer in <clears throat> gaining confidence early in the season, mm-hmm. staying healthy, winning football games. Uh, I 100% tell AD schedule as easy as possible all the time. No buys in September. The, the, you you want to make the buy later. Early buys hurt really bad. Uh, and schedule as easily, easy as possible. Gel and stay healthy. Gel and stay healthy. You got Alabama LSU right out of the gate. That is really tough to get your traction to gel and stay healthy. All right. Now, the one thing they
2: may have going for them is obviously mm-hmm. they pull LSU before South, before heading to South Carolina, right? But South Carolina has to go to Georgia before hosting Mississippi State. So at least well, okay. South Carolina plays a nasty uh, one or two recruiter, whatever you want to say, the week before. Yeah. So they'll be coming off a brutal, ruthless, physical game too, which is yeah, that doesn't always happen typical, in the yeah. East, Bartu.
1: Right, right, physical and mental, because they're going to do everything they can to win that. I mean, that's their Super Bowl, right? Right. I mean, you're going to try to do everything you can to beat Georgia. So, you win or lose, physically and mentally, they'll be shot mm-hmm. in that game, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I agree. I, I, th- I think that is, again, that goes back to what games are on the schedule that are 50-50 balls, mm-hmm. Right. And so you got to look at all sides of it. I agree with you there. That's a really good observation is what the South Carolina have coming into that game. So both of them got tough matchups. I would say, I would say the South Carolina one, maybe not more physically, but mentally, I think South Carolina at Georgia is going to be mentally tougher to recover from the next weekend than hosting LSU.
2: Yeah. Well, that would be good for Zach Arnett and Kevin Barbet and Matt Brock and Will Rogers in the crew. So for our listeners, South Carolina goes to well, actually and they play a power five non con two before. They play North Carolina, usually on a neutral field in Charlotte. I don't know why Ray Tanner mm-hmm. thinks he needs two non con P fives. He plays North Carolina and Clemson, which is dumb, putting Beamer in a in a bad situation. But uh mm-hmm. they played North Carolina, Furman at Georgia and then hosts Mississippi State. So that's uh that's the deal there. This.
1: Yeah, tough non-conference scheduling, especially staring down the barrel of nine conference games in the SEC. Nine conference games mm. in the SEC. Man, those guys are nuts. These guys are nuts. I, I just don't. The physicality, you're already the most injured conference per snap with eight. You know, you got, you're going to have more injuries. You're going to have more 500 teams. You're going to have less bowl-eligible teams. I, I dude, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But hey, you know, you guys do you.
2: <laughs> all right, bud. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, walking us through the uh, twenty twenty three Mississippi State schedule. I'm sure you and I both made a bunch of friends listening, oh. and um, hopefully, we'll be hosting you here in the next four to eight weeks. I know you got graduation and all kinds of things going on, and uh, we'll catch up soon. See you, buddy. Thank you, Dave Bar Two. At CFB Matrix on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Don't forget about the charbroiled oysters at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Pair it with uh, some seafood gumbo and maybe a uh, some Patron tequila on the rocks at Drago's County Line Road. Ooh, Patron tequila and charbroiled oysters. I know that's a good pairing. Yeah, super premium tequila, Patron, and charbroiled oysters from Drago's on the. Uh, property of the hilton jackson have a great day i'm headed to the mississippi Braves stadium 1105 first pitch we'll see you tomorrow hit apple podcast search out of bounds with bow bounds if you missed anything see you